What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Okay, I am recording now. Me too. Oh, wow. Well, this will be a short one because I am exhausted. Yeah. It's the end of the semester. It is. And um, it is really, you know, climbing through it. Climbing through a bunch of tires and then grabbing onto the rope and swinging over the pond into the whatever next jump off a trampoline onto a <sighs> fence wow. that has cats all These over it. These are very like summertime, summertime camp analogies. Oh, I have this nice summer memory of two summers ago when Parker and I were in the pool and I, I'd gotten her to go out into the pool at night and we were, I was like, look, look at that star and we were looking at the star and then she's like it's a plane (laughs) (laughs) and then we laughed and laughed um oh god oh god i i did it i was watching msnbc i just couldn't help myself and what happened what happened to you she showed um rachel Rachel? showed Mm -hmm. uh the last four months of the covid increase Beautiful. Where you watch the American map, like, dotted with red, more red, and then more red, and then just blood red all over it. Wow. Um, And, uh, you know, doctors talking about adherence fatigue and... um, Oh. mm -hmm. It's... uh, And that these next three months are just going to be brutal. And... It feels, it is, I, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do actually. I've been feeling really bummed out the last several days and, you know, I, I've been spending time kind of trying to pull myself out or figure out why. And, you know, I'm not, a, I, I do like December's as generally, you know, generally I do like December. Uh, it's my birthday month. I like the holidays. I like the winter. I like cozy time. I like the stars. I like the um the stars. I do like the I like the Fifth Avenue Christmas star. I like twinkly lights on trees. I love all that stuff. Uh-huh. But um, none of that stuff exists. I mean, it does in a way, but like it's not in my personal experience right now. Though, oh, don't they have it all? They must on Fifth Avenue have stars. Yeah, up. I was thinking I should make a trip there to 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 just walk and look in the windows and see lights. Get but those nineteen ninety seven Lands End snow pants on, honey. And but I have to say, just right now, getting on the train feels really like feels very treacherous. Don't. I I mean I do, but like an extra trip just to go look at Christmas lights seems unnecessary no remember when you were gonna take a flight and we were doing an insta live and someone said that flight will be your hearse and it wasn't i still haven't <laughs> had covid it's crazy i mean thank god <clears throat> that we know that we know of i mean you could have oh, yeah, gotten it early on and been true. asymptomatic 
Um, but I keep having to get tests and I never have it. Thank God. And I just, yeah, you can't get out. Don't, I mean, I don't know. Try to not get on the subway. People are misbehaving. Uh, I know you would not like it. There are people with the mask below the nose, no mask at all. It's, um, I know I said it last, our last week. Yeah. In our last week's episode. And it's, it's not good. It's getting worse. Cause it's getting so cold outside. I'm like even more so to have a mask on. Like, I know, but it's this like the, is the, the time people, to... the people who were unmasked outside are now making their way down into the subways. Right. You had talked about the homeless population in New York. And beyond. <sighs> I know. It's not good. Um, you know, one has this kind <clears throat> of one. I have this always sort of ridiculous hope or vision of New York City as this bastion of somewhere else. <laughs> Um, where, you know, where the whole city is a kind of neighborhood as as a sort of town. Um, and, uh, where people care about each other. And, um, and because I did get to have some of that direct experience and I have had that direct experience for, I mean, otherwise I wouldn't have kept living there since literally 1997. Um, that is hard to hear. I mean, I am coming back because Parker is coming back. And so we'll do the, you know, I, I think that there's tests that are available earlier than the two week quarantine now. Um, what? So she'll take a flight and then, uh-huh. but I think that like, I think you can get tested like maybe seven days now or something after. Oh, you're going to come to New York and then go back to Parker's. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can't I, believe it. I think you should cut it out. I, and what? And be, be, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I think being in Brooklyn and being in my neighborhood is fine. And like how I lived my life pretty much anyway, except if I was going to therapy or finally got rid of that PO box. Um, You did. I did. I did that uh, last How are you going to get those checks for 40 cents? Oh, they come to Parker's. (laughs) All my mail comes here. (sighs) Like my mail comes here. Everything, everything is here. Wow, I think you should move back to New York now. <clears throat> and and do what? And see people? Yeah, see human beings. Um, that's, that's not how it works. I like, mean, it is. Like, I see people. Even right. if I'm not, like, you know, having meaningful interactions on a regular basis, I do see human beings. It's... But imagine seeing nothing except trees. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> I need this to be over. I, as everyone does, um, I, you know, I'm, it, it just boggles the mind, doesn't it? You know, that like people are like, it's not real. It's a hoax. Donald Trump won the election. I mean, the way it feels, the upside down, the ridiculous deceit to one, 
to whatever lies <clears throat> they need to tell themselves to perpetuate these um, fantasies and fantastical thinking um, feels uh, really wild in this extra special way. Indeed. Um, I mean, the Supreme Court, I, I don't know if you saw this, was like, no, you know, because the Trump campaign was trying to take it all the way there. And I'm sure he was hoping that Amy Clowney Butthole and Brett Rapeface were going to be like, <laughs> oh, sure, we'll bring it in. But they were like, no, honey. <laughs> No, he doesn't have anyone on his side. And yet, well, Well, he has the psychotic base and like all these Republicans and these Republicans and who, who literally we pay for with our, with our tax dollars who are like, we'll stand by you. You know, Mitch McConnell's not like back down. Mitch McConnell's still like, strange. That's with his, you know, corpse hands. I don't understand. I I don't, I need Rudy Giuliani to die. I mean, he's, he's so fascinating. Did you see those videos of him, like, you know, blowing his nose into a napkin and then wiping his whole face with it and then, like, <sighs> rubbing his hand on that woman's arm? Oh. Oh, honey. He's sitting next to this woman who's sleeveless and he's, like, dabbing his, like, sweating head because he's burning up with the COVID. Oh, right. And he like wipes his nose and face and everything, and then he takes his hand and just rubs it down her arm like so he a towel. Has, he has COVID. Then does that mean that crazy blonde lady in Michigan has COVID? Maybe she gave it to him. Who knows? She's so crazy. I don't know that she would know that she had COVID. Absolutely true. Do you know what I mean? She is. She has Certified. like charges against her. For she's what? Like I can't remember, but she's got a record. Um, she's nuts. Honey, can you imagine my key, my star witness? And she's like, <laughs> Oh my God. I, I mean, it's. I mean, remember de- when Kimberly Guilfoyle was up at that podium screaming oh, and I, I just thought, wow, it can't get really can't get more absurd than this. And now, you know, it's on a regular basis been more absurd than that. Like now that seems mm-hmm. like politically um, normal in a way. Yes. yes. Kimberly Guilfoyle was really resplendent. Um, <laughs> it, that was that that was absolutely the performance I would wanted to have given at the RNC. Um you would have, I, you really should give that performance when she's day. amazing and is she she's from the fox channel is she isn't she i don't know she looks like a fox channel person but i, well, I don't so know so i watched bombshell and they very quickly like will put someone's name under whoever the actor is and i thought kimberly gilfoyle is a character who goes around passing out these t-shirts that stay like that say like I'm with Ailes or whatever. I don't know. Um, did you see Bombshell? I did. It was a real... Um, Let down. A, no, no. It was like a Madame Tussauds, you know? <laughs> so I, I did... Like, I it was like I came for the acting. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't... I wasn't there for, like, the parts where it was just done really badly. Like, 
Well, it was um, like um, it looked like a cheap movie with like yeah. uh, incredible makeup. And you're like, you had this cast and this story, and this is what you did. Margot Robbie like, was really good. Um, so is Nicole Kidman and Charlize Theron <laughs> doing that voice was <laughs> incredible. Incredible. Her Megan Kelly like back of the throat like. My God, um, thing was, it was amazing. Un- it was you know who was incredible. How they turned was her into Megan Kelly, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Yeah, as she the, was as the lesbian news lady. At she Fox. kind of really slayed it for me in the in the movie. Like she, the naturalism, the kind of like. I have know, a question. She, I have a question. Go for it. Please. Have you ever? Have you ever believed Jonathan Lithgow? <sighs> That is such a wonderful question um, because it has to get unpacked through the lens of acting, which it's I know you don't theater. like. It's he, so theater. He is. But the actress in me is like incredible. I, I was very much like, he's wonderful. I was like, he's incredible. Look, I have a sense that he's a, he is wonderful. But I think he's a really great actor. I've never for a moment like watched him and like gotten lost in the character because I'm always like, that's Jonathan Lithgow. Jonathan Lithgow in a in makeup. It's Jonathan Lithgow being doing an impersonation. Sure, sure. I mean, but I mean, I also, you know, hot take and. I hope Jeffrey Self doesn't like, well, she's not like she listens to this podcast. Um, but that's how I feel about, um, Bernadette Peters. No, I'm obsessed with Bernadette Peters and we don't talk about her in terms of acting anyway. We talk about her in terms of performance art. Um, that is how I feel about, uh, baby boom. Diane Keaton. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm literally like, um. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, Annie Hall, I was like, work. But outside of that, I'm like... Wait, what was the movie where she gets murdered at the end by Richard Gere? Oh, I made you watch that movie. And she does not get murdered by Richard Gere. You think she's going to get murdered by Richard Gere, but it's not. She gets married. Oh, she gets looking murdered. for Mr. Goodbar. Yeah, looking with, like, the most incredible soundtrack, The Commodores. I mean, my God. Uh, that movie, I mean, I don't know who's doing casual hookups right now in the COVID, but if you ever want to, like, if you ever feel you're doing too many casual hookups, watch Looking for Mr. Goodbar, and that'll take you out of casual hookups for quite a while. Yeah. I have nightmares about that movie. I just thought of it this past week. She, she was incredible in it. In, yeah. It's... Something changed. Do you know what I mean? Like well, she, she was. Be- she became too much Diane Keaton. You know, like she mm-hmm. became too much of like all of the mannerisms, and it stopped being like it stopped being an experiment for her. Do you know what I mean? Like she was like, "Oh, right. this is who I am as an actress." I'm like, "Well, that's who you are," um, but it's. Uh... And it doesn't have the kind of like strange plasticity of like a uh, of Meryl Streep or Uper or right. I mean it's I mean, God even to talk about those two people together it's so different but um 
Looking for Mr. Goodbar is truly one of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen. It's based on a true story. Um, the woman who wrote the book that it's based on also wrote an incredible book called August, uh, which is about when therapists leave New York in August. Oh. Um, it's you know a really good book. Oh, well, okay, two things. They both are. Yeah, yeah, two things, please. Anything. I mean, this is how we'll somehow, we'll take our mind off mm. of um, like this sort of psychotic death country um, mm. led by like this nightmare <laughs> terrorist named Donald Trump um, making it happen. I can't believe that we haven't had another stimulus check. I can't, I, like, I just, my mind is reeling. I'm like, what are they doing? What I know, are you I all was doing? How dare the you? Other day and I, I just paid uh, tuition for next semester, and I was like, <laughs> "Wow, I'm like so broke." And she was like, "We haven't been getting like any stimulus money from like our unemployment." Or I was like, "Oh, right." Anyways, unlike uh, every, unlike all of our other, like countries that we could be like semi equivocable to it's well this literally is as bernie sanders said socialism for the rich truly wow i Mm -hmm. was thinking about looking for mr goodbar and i thought god i love like getting in bed in a hotel room or my mom's Mm. house and like Mm. turning on the television that actually Uh has like cable television and then like a movie starts on HBO and Mm -hmm. and you see the like 20th Century Fox or Paramount or Mm. oh I love that I love that or um what are some of the other good ones Miramax MGM I mean the 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 with the the lion lion. Uh um yeah that's good one um but I that feeling of what about uh, the lamp that bounces around for Pixar I don't I mean I don't care that much about that. <laughs> what about but the star that goes over the Aurora's castle for Disney? I do care more about that. What about the little boy fishing in the clouds for DreamWorks? Um, I feel like that'd be your favorite. It's it's not, but I do. You know, it's a very Forrest Gump kind of feeling. Ew! How um, dare you bring that into like something I liked having a memory about? Remember Haley um, Joel Osment? Um, in Forrest Is he Gump. in Forrest Gump? Yeah, he plays the tiniest little baby Forrest at the end. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to talk about that movie, but... Uh, no, no, we don't need to. What's your favorite out of all of those? Was that one of your questions? I'm trying to... Yeah, if we, we're going through them, I'm trying to think, like, what's the most comforting, exciting, thrilling one? What's the one with, like, the, the planet and rings? What's that one? Universal. Uh, Yes, but honey, what about TriStar? TriStar with the Pegasus. I mean, honey. I, I, maybe that's it. The Pegasus think, flying towards. <laughs> I kind of, that was my guess for you. I love. That that would be yours. I love. Um, you know, like the really sad, is? like a strand with the like, or breaking glass. <laughs> what? <laughs> A strand with breaking glass. You know there's the strand. Oh, strand. So- sure, sure, sure. And like magnolia pictures. Exactly. Yeah, where, where yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. oof. There's um, like something glass, shattered glass, breaking glass productions. It's always like a low budget indie gay movie. 
(laughs) (laughs) Um, I, so when I think what's my favorite one, MGM, of course, is the one that pops up. That is so old. Well, because I am an old (laughs) golden era age Hollywood actress from MGM. Like we know that like I'm, I'm literally like Betty Davis just incarnated here, but it's like this, uh, you know, I mean, MGM doesn't even exist anymore, but it's also like they did my favorite, you know, one of my favorite movies ever in America, which is Showgirls. And, Mm. and I've also done, you know, classics that I love, but the one that, haunts me like I see them they happen at the same time I see MGM and Paramount at the same time Mm. and it's partly because those were the key players of like well who was at Paramount and who was at MGM and how they were fought over back in the day and I think that's why I'm haunted by it from my past life what is um what's that Fox 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 honey Fox I like um that's, that's the one with a little boy fishing in the clouds. Yeah. Also, wait. Take it back a little. Let's see. Uh-huh. Is there one that starts with a There's C? this one. Oh, heaven. I think that's What's TriStar. that? Oh, I love that. I think that's TriStar. Um, yeah. what's Mir- Miramax is, um, pretty chic and they did a lot of like chic movies in the nineties. It's just like the lights of New York city coming on, you know? And then it like, it turns into Miramax. Uh-huh. I love yeah, it. It's very so like good. HBO. I love, I love. Yeah. I mean, the TV turning on with HBO is still iconic. Oh, sh- it's yeah, really good. Work. Yeah, absolutely. All really of that good. stuff makes me so happy. Even the like go mm. gong Netflix. You know, it's good. Oh, Netflix does not make me happy. I can absolutely tell you that. Just like a start of Netflix and you hear that go gong, you're like, wow, I'm it, doing something. It spooks me out for some reason. Netflix depresses me. Um, I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. It's it's it's, it's depressing. cheap, generally, but mm, yeah, they, they do show the Great British. Oh, the I mean, oh my God, this and this season, wow, just the worst. Twenty twenty no, giving you the worst. So good, you know. Yes, and bless young Peter, whatever yeah, his name is, Peter. for winning. That was all really great, and all of that stuff looked, you know, great. Whatever. Um, yeah, Peter. Peter carrot eater or something he's so orange <laughs> no he's not he looks like he's been rubbing his eyes with beets you know well i do i mean i love that when people have some sort of strange chameleon you know skin change as long as it's not painful like my eczema that was painful do you know you know how at the end of baking show like when it gets like nostalgic mm. or sad they just take the theme song and they like thin it out and slow it down it's like sa 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 Song, yeah. song, song, song. <laughs> and it's so sad and you cry. I love it. I love I, that. Let me tell you what I didn't cry in this year. Oh, I did. A British baking show. Uh, every episode I cried. Oh my God. I didn't share, shed a single tear. Um, I saw this old movie called The Apartment with Shirley MacLaine and Jack Lemmon. I've actually seen that movie. I did cry at the end of that. Like, <laughs> 
and I was surprised. Like I kind of burst into tears and it was one of those cries where I was like, I know I'm not crying about this movie. Mm, <laughs> like something it, else. The emotion was too strong. Well, I think, you know, it can be days of feeling this sense of just incredible despair. I know. And just uh, a sense of the emptiness of it all. Like, it's, it is, um, it's difficult. It's very difficult in terms of um, wanting to be a part of the world and then the world behaving in a way that isn't about taking care of each other. It's just, it's really uh, difficult. And, well, um, I, I, I was in some state of despair leading into the weekend. And so I, I made a plan to see Stuart and I went to his house and we ate hamburgers and made a film for Beth Gill's birthday. And, um, and does then, she know that? Yes. Her birthday's passed. Okay. Work. Beth just turned 40 years old as I will be amazing in a week. My God. In one week, in a week, December. Do you want me to say it? I mean, I thought that's what you were going to do. Oh, I was, I thought you were going to say it. It's, it is December 16th, 15th, Mm -mm. 16th. Mm-mm. 17th. Yeah, but I'm not I mad. nailed I it. I don't remember anyone's birthday, so I don't care. December 17th. I know but that I, you're February 1. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say 1 or 3, but I guess I was. I got it on the first guess. <laughs> well, either, they're, you know, they're all, like, it would have to be, like, 1, 3, 7, 9, 13. Like, it would have to be, like, some spooky number, yeah. you know. I found out tonight that one of my you know, favorite classmates has the same birthday as me. Oh, really? Yes. was wonderful. Oh, really? That's a super and it was Ryan this woman's son moment. who I've oh, done. Really? Um, oh, really? Oh, that's your partner. Yeah, the one I've done collabs with. I love your collabs. Let me tell you what. I, this piece that you made. Uh, <laughs> Using I, podcast as source material. You'll have to post part of it on I our will. dance and yeah. stuff. Or the whole thing I think you can do now is like some movie or whatever. Um, It was so... Oh, I really laughed. Isn't that incredible that we like made a joke about what I should do for school and then I could not move past it and I was like, I guess I'll do something with that. Well, do you know what jokes are? Yeah, exactly. Conceptual art. I mean, conceptual arts are jokes. It's literally like, what if? (laughs) Totally. We can't do it again. But I literally was like, it was such a confluence of like everything like coming together. I mean, we were literally making it, that costume, not for that, not for the purpose of that film. And I was like, how insane is this? Oh, perfect. I did love the costume. Really great. Yeah, I would like one in shiny wet black that wow. looks like an oil slick. Gorgeous. Don't you think I'd look great in that? Um, you could wear it to school with the cap and everything. Absolutely. I want to, yeah, I need to come out of like a shiny black liquid in a shiny black liquid outfit and 
Um, and then like skate and scrape yourself all over that squash wall and like leave black behind on it. That'd be good. Which squash wall? The one I was roller skating around. Oh yeah. Where was that? You know, that little park that's like on um, Houston. Mm -mm. It's one block to the North of Abrams, like on that street where you'd never go near the police. Yes. Yeah. And they have, freshly renovated squash i do everything all my projects happen in those squash courts like that photo shoot that we did with jeremy for the first guggenheim show where harriet and i look amazing in our jumpsuits against that wall those were in the squash court it's all squash court squash court squash court Um, but anyways the second thing i was going to say is that during my um attempt to cheer myself at stewart's house with hamburgers Mm -hmm. we watched two episodes of da 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 the undoing and it is what a peculiar show, but it I, is one long SVU episode. I am stunned by the art direction and and mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman's wardrobe, and I wonder if she was insistent on wearing the clothes she's wearing because they have nothing to do with what anyone else is wearing. The the, the only thing I think I really love that has come out of the Undoing is, and I the wigs. Uh, the wig memes. Uh-uh. It was this queen did this Instagram post where she sang each of Nicole Kidman's coats as a Stephen Sondheim song. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it be it began with Into the Woods with that like crazy green velvet coat she <laughs> She only wears that green coat. No, no, she wears like the capelet thing when they're in the car and the queen sings, leave you, leave you. How could I leave you? It's really so crazy. It really was that that queen really, I I, I mean, nailed it. I just can't. The the this law, this like floor length green burnout velvet coat with a shawl hood that is truly like out of Game of Thrones or like a Renaissance fair. I'm like, Ooh. I mean, who, here is the queen who I'm suggesting everyone go check it out. It's Ryan O'Connor, 1981. And uh, this, it now, this Sondheim, the coats from The Undoing as Undoing. <sighs> I, oh my God. The coats from The Undoing as Sondheim songs now has 42,000 views. Good for you, Ryan. It's Ryan. Thank you. I well. Here's the thing. Because I finished the show, and um, I didn't. <sighs> but I got spoilers on Fresh Air with Terry Gross and Hugh Grant, so I don't care. Well, there's kind of no reason to watch it when you know it's not Nicole Kidman, and when it just is what you think it is. On what and planet could it have been Nicole Kidman? In the planet that I wanted the show to be, and also the planet where the show is called the undoing which also like her in her therapy sessions as a therapist i was like what are you doing (laughs) can you imagine i was like you literally had such good therapy on big little lies and like why didn't you just like learn from that actress oh my god it's it is um it's also one of the more misogynist shows i've seen in a while um the relentless smashing it that that beautiful girl who has to yeah. like be naked the whole time in every they, scene they show her getting her face smashed in 
um, at least once, if not two to three times in all of the episodes. Ugh. And, like, you watch it over and over and over again, and you're like, mm, what? And then wow. Hugh Grant's acting in the last episode where he is, like, doing I'm a, I'm crazy is so oh, wow. I'm exci- terrible. I want to see that. Uh, you should just watch the last episode. His acting is... Um, How many episodes is it? You're like, dial it back, queen. It's six, so it feels like 16. And it um, it's really... It's just one long SVU episode. I mean, it's made by the guy who did that. Directed by... Um, what is her name? Um, Mariska Hargitay. Um I, I have gone into the New York doctor's urgent care twice in the last few days for COVID. Why? Tests. Oh, okay. Uh, because of the joy, I'm working at the Joyce this week and I, I needed a COVID test result to land within a certain window. And so I got one on Saturday, but the result came back too fast. It came back in 24 hours. So then I went back again on Monday morning, but at this New York doctor's urgent care, they have, they play forensic shows on the television while you sit and wait, and it's so wonderful. There's have subtitles. I never see stuff like that, but it's nice to it's nice to read the words that they're saying. Forensic shows like Law and Order SVU. Yeah, like those, like one of them with Mandy Patinkin. I don't know which one he's on, but honey, let me tell you what for the for for queens who are like, I've got to watch some some real campy, what have you, and uh, so I'm going to watch The Undoing. Let me save you all some time and just watch the. Like it's a criminal intent or it's an SVU with Isabelle Huppert and Sharon Stone. <laughs> Watch that because yeah. it's only like going to be 50 minutes of your life. And Famous people make appearances on these things. It's directed better. I, I remember the woman who that's direct uh, on doing is directed by Susan Beer, who did the heinous bird box. She's a Danish director. And um, uh, like, the misogyny on this show is just psychotic to me. I like it kind does, of, you know, what's weird. You can tell that like, I really thought like a British person has done mm, the art Danish. direction on this, but Danish, that kind of makes sense. Do you know what I mean? She's yeah. like, I think there's just really big curtains. <laughs> and oh, totally. Purple she also walls. wears curtains. She wears Full curtains. She wears full curtains, full brocade, yeah. what have you. She it's, had a beautiful pleated dress at the uh, at the benefit party. Uh, loved that dress, absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, like, big thumbs up for the woman who says that she's waiting in line in the bathroom uh, in the party, at the benefit party. I think she was really one of my favorite I don't even parts. remember that. It's incredible. Nicole Kidman uh, just comes to this bathroom and she's like, "Yeah, I'm waiting." And she gives that face of like, "I'm waiting." Oh well, all the like, mother, all good. the mothers and at uh, the school are like such New York theater actresses. Oh, totally. Like friends, Maria yeah. Dizia. I've done so many workshops with her. She's so incredible. Did you ever see Martha? Martha, marry me, Marlene. No. Read. I don't know what that is. Read. Uh, Jack. You're really gonna love it. It's a movie? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It is it's it is one of the more nail-bitery thrillers I think I've seen in, I can't even remember. And it's, um, 
Yeah, it's about a girl who tries to leave a cult. And... Who's the girl? Um, I'm looking up the film right now. Remember Nothing how we were recording last... is everything. Martha Marcy May Marlene. I think it's because she's been all of those. Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, yeah. After several years of living with a cult, Martha Elizabeth Olsen finally escapes and calls her a strange sister Lucy played by Sarah Paulson. There you go. Wow, what a movie already. And Hugh Dancy's in it. Oh. And I can't... It was made in 2011, which is crazy. That is so long ago. The old it does. And I really can't recommend this movie enough. Okay. Please, please watch it. Okay, I'll watch it after the 18th. What? I just have a lot of work. A lot of school stuff. I totally get it. I Nothing totally... is everything. I can't get that out of my head. Nothing so... is everything. I and should, this guy, should, Brady wow. Corbett, is in it. Who I'm pretty sure is in Melancholia. As? Um, a caterer? <laughs> I think he's the guy that she pushes down on the on the um golf course. I think she pushes him down in the sand pit okay. and has sex with him. I think Yeah, so, that but. was exactly what I was like, there's only that's like the only other man in the movie because there's just like Alexander Sars Scar oh no, Peter Skarsgard. Oh, I just I stood up and got so dizzy. I love um, it. I have to, I'm getting a charger. I'm going to sit here upright so I don't get dizzy again. I bought recently these, um, excuse me. I bought um, these charcoal sticks to put in my water to purify water. And it's really nice looking. Anyways, that's the whole story about the charcoal sticks. It was really fascinating, I have to tell you. I feel like it's something you would like to do. Just stick charcoal sticks in your water. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this guy was, I, 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 what's charcoal sticks? Um, I saw, also saw this incense I really liked, which is just black leaves. It comes in a box and it's like these perfect black leaves and then you just set them on fire. Wow. <sighs> Christmas. Oh, I have a bad, again. bad news and I'm sorry. Apologize in advance in case nightlight bright light is ever revived but i was um organizing in the studio the other day and i accidentally broke the nightlight bright light mirror where did i even have that mirror from jeremy probably bought it on amazon or something it's um, no i literally think it was from my apartment really it was just like a cheapo plastic backed mirror um well look you know it's it's a great piece, ladies and gentlemen. You can go to Vimeo and watch it. And um, if you revive uh, that piece, you're going to have to give Jack money for a new mirror. It's probably at least fourteen dollars on Amazon. So thank you. Um, <laughs> there is something really exciting coming up that is only for our um, Patreon members right now, which is uh, as you may or may not have known. Uh, there was an incredible video shot uh, just as COVID was really hitting called In the Closet. 
that Jeremy shot with me in, in our apartment. Well, part two is out. And it is with Reed. Uh, and I laughed so hard. You did? Watching it today. I really did. What I was laughed funny to you? Because, so you know, it's hard because it was me. So it made me a little, you know, anxious. A lot of things were funny to me. And I don't want to give too many spoilers because there's so little... For people to look forward to that I want people to have something to look forward to. But what I I will mention, because I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, was uh, you with your snow pants from 1997. Uh-huh. And um, just the whole interaction with them really really got me. There was also things that Jeremy put in that really made me laugh. Like really good. The James Whiteside head appearance. Uh. The like, uh, you know, just the various things that Jeremy does that are so really perfect. And, I know, because um, it, like, the, the making of that video was was not funny. It was so hot in my apartment, and we couldn't have the AC on because of sound, and I was trying on all this wool stuff, and it was and really... And then, you know, Jeremy made it work. It's called editing <sighs> and the magic of uh, post-production. Yeah, it's one, one of those moments where, like, I tried to generate some kind of like energy for the camera but i really just should have leaned into my natural state which is casual as you know so um well no you 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 just do great it's very you i mean i love that random you know you tell like a random story that no one will know at all about Stuart, and like (laughs) that it's the randomness of it the weird it's kind of like what i want all scripts to be i don't I don't want to like know everything and have everyone tell me literally every last detail. Oh, wasn't it amazing when he put up that picture of the wet dog and it really did look exactly like the you Don't give any more spoilers to the to the to the show. The show. So Patreon members, it is available for you now and will be show. available for other people later. But thank you to our Patreon patrons and this is um special pre-gift for the holidays and your holiday gift will be that uh we will try to keep making this did you whatever this is james did you watch james and bella do nutcracker i haven't watched it yet you must well that's what aren't you and i supposed to watch it oh that's right that's correct we're going to do that i mean right so i'm I'm saving it it so that it can be in real time so you're gonna have to act now okay great great. well i'll just like i'll not watch it for two days and i'll forget it Mm, it's true i do think you can have spontaneity that way yeah especially with you there i can you know um I can yeah. respond. I can respond to you. Yeah, well, you can respond to the piece as I'm responding to the piece responding to you. But I did a group FaceTime with Bella and James after that, after their de- after the uh, debut of that video. and I Just to cry to them and tell them how much you love them? Yeah, and laugh and catch up. And Is so- Bella in the city right now? She is. Bella in the city. Ugh, who's going to make that show? You know what show I hope I get cast on? Is um, the next season of Emily in Paris? <laughs> no, unless I get to play that French boss. Like, uh, yeah. If they're like, you whatever her name is, if they're like, uh, Madame Blanc, we'll see you now. And she goes in and it's me. And you're like, and she's Hi. like, oh, you look different. And I'm like, bonjour, Emily. So, <laughs> what have you got for me today? 
<laughs> and she's like, um, are you the same person? I am the very same person you were working with last year. <laughs> that was good. Now, please, Emily, show me the storyboards. <laughs> no, I want to be on Gossip Girl as like some horrible teacher who's like just awful. Do you want to be on 90210 with Elizabeth Berkeley? Oh, no. What's that show called? Honey. Saved honey. by the Bell. Saved it's by the Saved bell. by the Bell. And honey, I don't want to be on that show because of Elizabeth Berkeley. Although I love Elizabeth Berkeley. Oh, I know I what you want to be. be. I want to know about that show. I want to be on that show from uh, Mario Lopez. So, whoa. It's wow. Cute. So cute. Take my breath away. <laughs> but like, don't COVID. Do you know what I mean? Jesus. Wow. Um, uh, God, fuck. How has it not killed any of these most evil people? Because they have access to, like, literally COVID plasma. You know, it's I mean, true. the, the best treatment is really injecting people with this, you know, plasma that has the COVID antibodies in it. And as if Rudy Giuliani isn't, like, feed me a baby. You know, <laughs> he's, like, uh. so... It is it is psychotic that like basically skeleton like nightmare night walkers like conservative zombies continue to roam the earth. But it proves my point, which is that narcissists are hard to die. They are hard to die. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Very, very hard, hard to die. Hard to die. Terribly hard to die. They are hard to die. Sweet. They they do not they do not want to give up. Mm-mm. 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 And it's so much about like power and um they're just, you know, world rapers. It's they just can't bear the idea of not being here being evil. So um, and you know, maybe they know that like what awaits them is just like the eternal flames of hell. Um, though that probably doesn't exist. Jack, what's a Christmas song you love? Um, oh, well, probably my favorite Christmas song is Hark to the Bells because it's what's scary. Hark to the Bells? Hark to the Bells, dun 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 that's, dun that's dun called dun Carol dun, dun, of the Bells. Uh, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's oh, really... There's your, the next, there's your next project. Hark to the bells, carol of the bells, something of the bells, fruit of the bells, red <laughs> yeah, of the bells, blue exactly. of the bells, white of the bells, yellow of the bells, cherry yeah. of the bells, and bed of the bells, and refrigerator of the bells, and apple of the bells, oranges of the bells, and lemon of the bells. very hard to die. <laughs> <laughs> that song is hard to die. So that song is hard to die. Hark, yeah, carol hark of, of the bells. Okay. Hark of the bells. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is one of the words in the song. 
You know, so you nailed you nailed it in a way. It's just Is that I don't remember that song. I just like how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Christmas is here, bringing a cheer to young and old, meek and the bold. Ding bing, dong, that bong, is our song. Bing, With joyful ring, bong, all caroling. Bing bong, <laughs> bing bong. <laughs> Um, That's it, because it's the spookiest, like, in the round, you know, most Philip Glass of all of them, you know. It is. It is the most conceptual of all the Christmas. (laughs) It is. It's the most Steve Reich. (laughs) 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 And just added to Kirsmacher out there, spinning around, making a snowflake. I really hope that's her digital offering for Christmas. Is doing <laughs> a like, minimalist dance to Carol of the Bells. <laughs> she makes a snowflake for the end. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> like, what is she making in that white plastic snow? Oh, it's a snowflake. snowflake. I love it. Snowflake. Wow. It's really oh, good. Oh, my God. The Anna Kiersmacher Nutcracker. It's good. Oh, my God. And it's just Carol of the Bells and her making a snowflake. Better work. Better, better work, better work. Um, what's wow, yours? Really, uh, I do like Oh Holy Night when sung by like an incredible singer. It's really impressive. Oh Holy Night. Like that? <laughs> Here, let me try to sing it really well. Oh Holy Night. Uh-huh, yes. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Did I ever tell you how once, when I was dancing in Columbus, Ohio, Tiffany Aubin came Love. to Columbus, Ohio for Christmas time because her, fam- her family is there. And you went to church. And I went to church with her for yes, Christmas you've, service. You've told me that. And keep going. And she... Went up to sing Oh Holy Night with uh-huh. the church choir. Uh-huh. And the church choir was so absurdly bad. I was shaking with <laughs> laughter. But actually, I was shaking with laughter at the choir before she went up to sing. And she was very mad at me because her family was behind us. Uh-huh. But I mean, it was unbelievable. But they were her backup singers. And it was really something I'll never forget. It did it remind... Did- I mean, it's like sister act, you know, she like shows up and she's like, um, I think right. you guys need to some singing lessons. And then they imagine become like incredible. Tiffany Aubin showed up and like sang. That is crazy. In front of the sister act choir. Well, like before they got training, right? Well, right, right at the very, right. very beginning. Um, which is your favorite sister it. act or sister act two? You know, I'd need to revisit them. I'm fond of both. And I, I think that Sister Act 2 is one of those rare situations where the sequel is as good or better than the original. Totally. Yeah. But, you know, Kathina th- Jimmy in the original is, you can't really beat that. Except her in the sequel. But she doesn't have as much of a part in the sequel, unfortunately. Um. Because so much attention is given to, you know, Lauren Hill and. Incredible. Um, that strange what? actress who also played Judge Janine Pirro in Bombshell. I is Judge Janine Pirro the one who goes around being like, "We've got to support him." 
I think so. Yeah. And the, and the woman who like, like accosts Charlize Theron at the candy machine. And in the wardrobe room, I think she accosts some Margot Robbie or something. Uh-huh. And she's always um, like being like, rah, 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 rah. I don't remember her in Sister Act 2, but she's I a do redhead remember in Sister Act 2. Redhead. Jennifer Love Hewitt is yes. in Sister Act 2. She doesn't seem to do any singing, though, does she? I don't. I don't know. I don't know, but I do know that I did a movie with her. So there you go. There you have it. Um, she has a nice figure. Uh, she's also wonderful, and sh- she asks to just be called Love. Which I think is great. Um, What else is there to say? Um, People, please wear a mask. Do your part. Um, If you see someone not wearing a mask, get a six-foot stick and hit them with it. (gasps) Um, Seven-foot. A seven-foot stick. And Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be amazing if I started making um, COVID parameter dresses and coats where they just had six foot fringe and then you spun in a circle and and anywhere the fringe touched they were too close sure but i think you need to put like little razor blades at the ends of the fringe okay. so sure, that there's like sure. a consequence of someone's you know and yeah. there needs to be more than just them getting like a light brush of fringe or maybe that's the piece maybe it's anna Teresa in a fringe dress with little bells at the end of each six foot string and she's just spinning through the streets of new york hitting people <laughs> <laughs> i mean at the beginning of covid this queen did put on like a six foot hoop skirt and like a six foot brimmed hat and like wow. walked through the streets to be like move this is it. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Um, what's that from? No idea. But I do. It I might mean, just I know, be a jingle. But I don't know. It literally might just be a jingle. Of like something. for like Pert or Gillette or. This is it. Irish Spring. Oh no! I... Fall and Spring. What it means to be from Maine. What is a what? song for Irish Spring? Poland Spring is what it means to be from Maine. Yeah, that was their jingle. I don't know why. That doesn't make any sense. Poland Springs is in Maine. Ugh. Yeah, and this whole time I thought I was getting water from Poland. <laughs> what a ripoff. Um, <laughs> Irish Spring is. I don't know. I don't know if they have a song. It's a gross soap. I do not want to smell that it's soap again. It's so smelly. It is like to the smell most Irish pungent. Spring or like Pert Plus. They're so that weird shade of green, and they have oh, such a strong is, odor. Well, and it was so like the eighties. Like you just yeah, surreal. The s- smell of speed stick really like brings me back. Oh my god, honey! Yikes! I kind of like it though. I bet it was definitely my first deodorant. Did I ever show you that embarrassing story? I don't know. Did you eat it? No, I was in like grade seven, uh-huh. I think. And I was on the tour bus with the American Boy Choir School wearing, you know, one of the school issue acrylic red sweaters with the mm-hmm. emblem on the left breast. Mm-hmm. And um, the proctor, Doug Hybor, came up to me on the bus and he was like, I think it might be time for you to start wearing deodorant. It's humiliating. I was. Did he give you speed so, stick? Uh, I think speed stick is what was available to me in the student, um, 
like we had a little a drawer on downstairs that the receptionist would open and let us buy little shampoos and stuff like vo That'll be one nickel. Totally. Um. It was literally that. <laughs> this woman was, her name was Cheryl Powers and she must've been like 65 or 70 years old, but she had like a mane of dyed blonde hair and she would wear minks and she drove this like ivory oh. Mercedes Benz. She was, Oh my God. I oh. want to see her pulling up to the school Full, opening her car door, smoking. She was incredible. Like, toss her cigarette into a snow drift and be like ripping, like pulling her leather gloves off of her hands as she comes in being like, Absolutely. all right, all right, all right, all right. Incredible. <laughs> and then she would sell us like strawberry flavored VO5 shampoo and speed stick. That'll be one nickel. Exactly. And a- <laughs> aim toothpaste. Ew. I know. Totally. I remember... What's that toothpaste that was really two-toned? And, Mencident. Um, no, no. And it was like... Aquafresh. I think it was Aquafresh. called Trident. That's gum. Strident or <laughs> no. Stride. Aquafresh. It was Aquafresh was the one that had like a, a like a thing of fluoride yeah, it on had top like, of it like It was a like getting a twist on the soft serve machine, you know? Oh my God. Can you imagine if like you pulled up to Dairy Queen and like, do you want an Aquafresh soft serve? <laughs> no, but then remember when they really upgraded that concept to the, the Mentadent? Was that what it was called? Mentadent. And it was like a big pump and you'd push it down and half of it was white <laughs> and half of it was blue. Uh-uh. Jack. I don't. I didn't have it. I'm uh, only laughing no, you because know. no, I'm only laughing because you know. we've gotten to that place with this podcast where we were right. talking about toothpaste, and I, I I'm gonna look and it like up. I feel dizzy yeah, that this is. is what we're talking about. <laughs> Mentadent toothpaste. It was really exceptional for its time. I feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like I'm losing my. <laughs> Mind. I have Let me to tell okay. you what. There were two things I really had to watch on YouTube this past week to uh, calm myself down. I had uh, a couple panic attacks this past week, oh and dear. I I calmed myself down by watching Bernadette Peters singing "Losing My Mind." Um, and I also calmed myself down. I was on the phone with Neil, and I was talking about Aquariuses, which I am, and I was thinking like, but what kind of Aquarius am I? And I realized that I am like the I'm the Venn diagram of two Aquariuses who are David Lynch and Carol Channing uh-huh. because I am basically like, look at that black cube spinning in <laughs> midair. 100% um, Jack, yeah. 100% I am absolutely like absurd nightmare uh, kind of musical comedy. Um, and... Uh, uh, and strange choices for sure. And so I had to rewatch Jam Tomorrow Jam yesterday. Oh yeah, and which is incredible. And I was shooketh at the people who hadn't seen it, and um, it was so impactful for me as a child. I mean, just also the idea that like, and she's such an Aquarius character. She knows everything that's going to happen in the future. She's like, she sticks her, she's like, ow, I'm bleeding. You know, what she does before she sticks herself on purpose with her pin. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. And then when Alice is like, are you okay? And she's like, and, and oh, she, she goes, how old are you? And Alice goes, I'm nine years old or something like that. And she goes, I'm 101. 
<sighs> and Alice goes, I can't believe that. And she sits down and she goes, you can't. <laughs> I was like, that's it. That's it right there. That solidified my personality. <laughs> personality yeah. at like eight years old when I saw that. I can't believe that you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, we, we have um, 20 seconds left. Uh-huh. Well, we've talked about toothpaste. Everything Everybody <laughs> listen to Joe Firestone's newly canceled <laughs> podcast called Everyday Decisions. It's wonderful. We loves you. Please keep listening. Be a patron. Oh, so you be can a patron. Oh, you know, for Christmas, we have tote bags. Tote and, bags, puzzles. Um, Merry we still Christmas. have puzzles and become a patron. Send Patreon. me birthday nudes. We loves and, you. Um, oh, my God. That's right. DM Jack, say Reed. we loves you. We loves you. Hi, Dance and Stuff listeners. This is Margaret Fuhrer. I'm the editor and producer of the Dance Edit podcast. Like you, we love Reed and Jack over at the Dance Edit. And if you get especially excited when they turn into journalists and do reporting, we think you might like our podcast too. The Dance Edit podcast is a weekly dance news show. It's hosted by me and three other editors from Dance Media. We work on Dance Magazine and Dance Spirit and Point. And every Thursday, we discuss and sometimes yell a little bit about the week's top dance news stories. And then we interview one of the dance artists who's shaping the news. And our recent interview guests have actually included a few dance and stuff friends. We've had Kyle Abraham, we've had Lloyd Knight. Basically, we've built a nice little nerdy community and we hope you'll join it. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and at thedanceedit.com slash podcast.